0: cap on what everyone has been watching the AFL week that was I think just two soft wins really. Just two two soft wins. I don't think it means much that last week. Yeah, well, if you missed it, which Baz did. Yeah I didn't watch the game. Didn't miss much, I don't reckon. I watched the
1: replays Sunday and Monday, so I didn't watch them live. I didn't, didn't even find out a Sydney game until late Saturday and I knew this I knew the the GWS result before I knew the Sydney Geelong result kind of thing. Like I knew at half time when I yeah. went that you know that the game was done I had the the messages coming through, but I didn't know the actual scoreline or anything. But um, from what from what I watched on Sunday, I just I saw what Sydney. I knew Sydney was going to happen to Sydney, if you know what I mean. But I saw it a week earlier than I thought it was going to happen. Yeah. We all knew that they'd won, you know, so many games straight. And John Palmer uh, mentioned it about you know, they'll, they'll eventually they're going to hit a brick wall because they couldn't lose because they lost. They're going to be out of the finals before they even made the finals. Yeah. And then once they lost in the finals, like they'd be able to, if you know what I mean, like... Yeah, it's super taxing on a, on a team to <coughs>
0: play 11 straight elimination finals. Yeah,
1: pretty much. And that's what they had to play. And it, it eventually it just hit them in the, and... And it hit them hard. Yeah. And then that looked horrible. Yeah, I, I could tell within the first five minutes of that game that they weren't up for it. And that's, that's worrying. If I'm a supporter, you know, I know a little bit about footy and I'm watching their body language and how they're going about it, and how Longmire wouldn't change the tactics at all and he just got completely out of coach, completely outplayed, and that was I just saw the wiring on the wall. I thought it wasn't coming to I thought Adelaide were just in a pants. I mean waiting for them to play because I thought no one will ever say that Adelaide's gonna beat in by sixty plus. But unfortunately it happened a week earlier and I missed out.
0: Yeah. That's not that's fair enough. And like just guys like Kenny and Jack and Hannibury all had stinkers and yeah, it just is that that red line game. I think the what happens here though is that now I think Geelong are going to be a bit oversold because everyone's thinking, oh, Geelong absolutely, you know, Sydney were the, were the second favourites for the Premiership and they absolutely spanked them. But it's just like, you're watching all the footy shows this week and everyone's talking about Blitzards and Menengola, like they're going to win Geelong the Premiership. Like, yeah, like, yeah they're good players and they're definitely in their best twenty two, too. But... You don't, like, you don't go to the annals of football history and hear blokes the level of Blitzar's being, like, oh, he's a match winner. Yeah,
1: well, even today on the Player of the Year for SEN, Blitzar's got votes over, you know, Duncan, for, for example. Yeah. Like, yeah, he did a great job and everything, but, like, really? Like, come on. There has to be some sort of...
0: I Concession it, given when, like, yeah. Yeah, Geelong were good and they no, great and and like even to the extent where Tui was like like commended for his job on, on Buddy and it's like yeah. Buddy was on one leg, like yeah, oh, yeah, Harry Taylor and Harry Taylor yeah, yeah. as well. He, just you know, like,
1: they was, they were triple team him, yeah. double teaming
0: him. Buddy was on one
1: leg. How how can he beat that sort yeah. of thing? But then you know, but like the good on they played really well and it's made me second guess myself about Adelaide a bit because people now saying oh but Geelong's history and they match up really well on him and all these things, but. I just still can't see them beating Adelaide. Either. And we'll
0: get yeah, we'll get to that in a bit. But it also, I think all all this does is usually in funnels, all the markets kind of they, like like because the book is having more time. There's way more data, and there's a lot more variance because there's fewer games, and there's and people get involved, and and it kind of skews the the books a little bit. But most of the time, you get just like a clear favorite and a clear underdog, and most of the time, it's right. Yeah. Going into these two games because of the results on the weekend, these lines are all over the place. Really. If we look at if we if we stop second guessing ourselves and just look at kind of like the facts and best teams and the tactics that they play, and their history not against each other because I don't think that matters so much, but just their history from the the twenty odd games they've played this year, yeah. I think it's a lot more clear cut than people are, are making it to be. And especially with the GWS game on the weekend, oh, yeah, yeah. like that was the softest win. And so Stevie J essentially banked him if he's gonna like he's gonna he did a half training session today. I can't believe he's playing. Like, but yeah. He's banked himself another finals game. Did you hear the commentary?
1: And that's ridiculous. Did you hear the commentary? It was like the second coming of Christ. It was unbelievable.
0: (laughs) They were talking him up like... It was very funny because they come to our website. I did a bit of writing for them and posted... I did a little little, uh, clickbait teaser on Facebook saying, oh, how great was Stevie J's game? Is he the player of the week? Yeah. And rightfully so... I got called out by a couple of footy nufties on Facebook in the comment extension saying, "Oh, look at the replay! You only you only kicked his first goal after the game was done. He kicked three in the last quarter, yeah, he, and, he, like and in. he did. He cashed in, yeah. and that's you know. Thanks for you know clickbaiting me because it means I got my views. But, uh, but yeah, they they're totally valid. Like, yes, he kicked six. He kicked six goals. He had ten kicks. It's it sounds amazing, but." It was done. The game was done. Let's Wait, be honest.
1: If you're if you're Leon Cameron and you're not going Devon Smith Stevie J and you're even contemplating Stevie J, then this is the, in the problem with JWS all year. And I've, I've half
0: on it enough. He doesn't make the tough calls. And he has to. And he has to go. Look, yeah, you kick six. You had a great game, but you're not in our best twenty-two. And, and that's all he has to say. And yep. Stevie J has to be a big enough man about it to be like, I'm, I'm a professional athlete. I'm just gonna like, cop it. I'm retiring in the end of the year anyway. Yeah. I'm on the back end of the list, regardless. There's no reason. There's no political play here. I can't be like, oh, well, if I don't play the fun, I'm gonna get traded, like some yeah. other Geelong players have already done this year. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it just seems silly, and that that's as a Richmond fan, that's in heart, that, that's in heartening because I think that that's a different in club ethos. And I think I'll, I'll mention this again in the preview, but yeah, there's a, I think there's a different attitude. In the coaching, it must must go from the top down, but from the coaches to the to the leadership group to the players, where the players are playing for themselves and not playing for their not only for the team but for the club, and I think that will be the that will be a bit of a difference when you know fourteen thousand GOS fans rocked up to see them see this team, which is probably good enough to win a granny, and no one cares. They're playing for themselves. Whereas 97 will rock up and watch Richmond and every one of on that team is playing for those 97,000 people that are there as yeah. well as their teammate, as well as their coach, yeah. as well as a club, as well as, yeah.
1: Their- well, I've been harping it from probably, you know, around 12 or 13 that, you know, Mumford and all those boys should be playing i I probably would have dropped Mumford. I even said we should, he should drop Shaw and I still think Shaw's, just hanging on to
0: a spot. He's negatives as well. When he blows up, he blows up pretty hard, and it it, it, would, it would be a pretty chaotic thing. And, and even
1: to the point where I, I don't think um, Delio had a great game either, and he hasn't had a great month. I know he's been coming off a long injury yeah. and everything, and he's, he's he's got probably enough tickets. But these are the sorts of things I'm talking about. You've got young kids there that are probably you know want to get jump at, like like Reed, for instance, being delisted by two clubs, rookie listed quit footy and was just going to captain their needful team, playing footy again, would do anything mm. to get on that ground, would 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 punch his 90-year-old grandma in the face and run away with the bag to play. Like, that's what he would do. But I don't think there's players like that, enough of those. Like, Matty Ball would do the same. Yeah. And that's where I think that that's the problem with JWS. And like, yeah, they had a great win on the weekend. But they beat a bunch of old blokes who were cooked because they played an extra 10 minutes of footy. They travelled and... They put no pressure on him. Like it, was, it true. was watching. I think they. I can't remember the stat. I, I read it. it was like less than twenty tackles in the second half or something. Mm. And contested possession was like uh, the least that's been all year, like all year and a half of football or something. And that's how open the game was. And then Stevie Day kicks six, and the and the crowd went wild. And then the commentators <laughs> are jizzing over him and Cameron Ling's about the blow of fuse. And ah, oh, it was just disgusting. <laughs> and it's in a, It's in a. Like I, I still think Joeys is good enough to win on Saturday. I don't think they will, but yeah you just worry about their their culture and that's why I think Leon Cameron will be the biggest come this come next year round one next year if they don't win the flag this year or they don't make a grand final this year so they'll lose on the weekend come round one next year there's gonna be so much pressure on that club and Leon Cameron that if they don't perform they will be the media spotlight will just be
0: bang right on them do you think do you think they will though before we get into the into the previous proper. G like GOS is obviously a protected species. The AFL the AFL is trying very hard, and so one of my one of my mates works for uh, the Daily Football Show, Ramble Football, um, and mostly on the A League, and they just find it like they found the the crowd turnout just an absolute joke, and the fact that there was no media about it an absolute joke as well because yeah. Wanderers get forty thousand to their to their games every every week yeah. in the A League, and that's the A League, yeah. and then you know there's there's probably three NRL clubs out there already, and the AFL is just adamant of like we. This is this is AFL country. is going we're going to make this work, and, yeah. it's, and it's clearly not. And like the demographics of the of people that live there suggest that it probably wouldn't work. Well, the- and the crowd turns out like this team is winning, and that's the that's the only thing this team can do to get more supporters is win more, and they're not getting more supporters. And it was a
1: preliminary final last year as a doggies, but they did sell that out.
0: Yeah, wasn't that a camera? Was that at Canberra? I think it at Canberra. Oh,
1: okay. I thought it was at, um, was there a stadium called Spotless? it um, was it Canberra then? Yeah, it probably explains that. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I think you're seeing a lot with Gold Coast at the moment. Obviously, the AFL was involved because they want these two expansion clubs to work. But I'm sorry, but if, if you're in a media and you're serious about your job and there's not many of them out there, um, a few of them are pretty shit at it. Actually, no, nah, scratch that. 95% of them are shit at it. The ones that work at your Held Suns and, and the like. Um, you'd have to start questioning, like why they, they had more top ten picks than anyone. Like this is going so. Imagine if it was Melbourne, like it was a few years ago under Neil, and even Carlton. Like Carlton had so many draft picks in the top ten, and so many gun players, but never done anything with it. And it all comes down to culture. And GWS heading that, down that path. Gold Coast are already on that path and have to ride the wave out again. The AFL doesn't want that. They need success in GWS. And I think even the AFL might just slip in and say, hey, hey, hey. Uh, yeah,
0: sort ship up or, or, yeah. or shop off. Yeah. Yeah. So. so, yeah, we pontificate pont- <coughs> there a little bit, but uh, and now I reckon we'll just jump in to the to the hard stuff, put our money where our mouth is, and give you the footy forecast for the 2nd last time this year. First game, Friday night, Adelaide, versus Geelong at Adelaide Oval. I've got... got some hot takes to warm up to each of the games. Go on. And I know you love to go off the long run, so uh, let's see how you go with these ones. First one, hot take. Josh Jenkins running his mouth puts extra pressure on his teammates, and it's not worthwhile. No, it doesn't. Because it's not the first time he's done it, and they've been known to do it
1: Adelaide. Like, we've chatted about this before. They're always very open and, and honest, their players, and they're good with the media, and I love it. And I don't think it matters one bit for them.
0: And do you reckon it's real or I reckon it's just banter? Like he, it went out. He went out. At, he's gone out in inverted commas, He's gone at Dangerfield. No, nah, they being are like, oh, how you left us, your dog, and I can't wait to beat you. And you shouldn't have left. If you watch the full interview, it is, yeah, it is yeah. banter. Because again,
1: what the media loves to do, they love to take a, take a little a snippet, snippet here, yeah, and not listen to the full interview, the full question. But it, they're good mates. You can see that when they play after they play against each other on Twitter and stuff like that as well. If you follow them, pretty humorous shit happens. Um,
0: they're mates. So it's just a bit of banter, really. Yeah. So every, just play on everybody. Yeah. Now, playing Patrick Dangerfield at full forward is the key to beating the Crows? I don't think it matters. Don't think it matters? No. He probably needs to
1: play more midfield against... Because I have this as well. I just think that how many games in a row has Geelong dominated midfield without
0: Dangerfield doing something about it? very few like, and Sydney's the, the aberration because aberration, yes. they were just so poor so like, they, Sydney was just so poor so
1: then the week before into Richmond both Selwood and, and Dangerfield in the middle the same sort of midfield mix they got cut up and smashed you go back to before that uh, they play I don't know they played Collingwood at the MCG so I'm going back to the MCG mm, yeah, yeah. not skilled because it doesn't count there they played uh, Collingwood and if it wasn't for Dangerfield he was the only thing that stopped them from so, our midfield beat their midfield except for Dangerfield. He carried him over the line that day.
0: At Adelaide last time they went out there?
1: Yeah. So, again, like, they're, they're very reliant on Selwood and Dangerfield. And, you know, good luck to them if they get two new games out of their midfield like that. Like, Darcy Lane played a blinder, hasn't played for so long, hasn't played for fucking ages, if at all, this year. Yeah.
0: But, like, again, like, everyone was sh- sh- like chatting out to uh, Menengola and Blitzarves. But are Men and Blitzarves, any match with the Crouch brothers? No, Are they any match for for like so you'd say best versus best. You go you go Sloane versus uh, Patty. Patty obviously wins that battle, especially if they if they actually you know I, swallow their pride and roll a Scott onto Twitter. I reckon I'll play Scott Selwood yeah. on
1: Sloane. I reckon Blitzy Blik- will probably go to one of the Crouch brothers. Matt Crouch is almost impossible to tag because he just he just a hard nut gets his head under. He's like a Tom Mitchell. Yeah. sort of pretty hard by tag. You probably want to tag Brad because he's more of the outside, who so play yeah. hard and easy to tag. But I'll be trying to tag... I wouldn't be worried about them. I'll be trying to tag probably a Paul Seedsman or a McKay, because they're the ones that even a Rory Laird, because they're the ones that are him the up across half-back. And I think um, the, uh, one thing that uh, Wayne Carey said, and it's not often I agree with Wayne Carey, but I believe him. they should tag Tom Lynch. Yeah, absolutely. He, he is a jet, and he does so much for that forward. And so, he's a gut runner. Blick halves can match it with him with the running. Um, footy smart's probably not, but if he, I, don't think, I don't know how many times Tom Lynch has had a bloke flying around for a full game. I don't think it's happened very often. No,
0: it wouldn't. And, he, and, and it's, he has a synonymous name because he is that linchpin for that forward line. And guys like yeah. Josh Jenkins as much as, you know... Jenko probably kicks more goals or whatever. Jenko gets the Jada Goose ones because of where Lynch leads and where he drags defenders and where he pulls the gaps.
1: There's a play in the GWS game in the first final and it was one of the replays that got used a lot during the news breaks and stuff where Lynch got the ball on. So if you're looking at the goals on the right hand side about 45 out in the pocket. He just gets the ball wheels straight away onto his right. Hits a 45 degree angle kick about 50 metres across the ground to a bloke who's just stand there and Adelaide are out. Yeah. And that's what happened. That's how Adelaide get you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's what he does because he's such a really good really good football brain and uses the football so well. And that's where they're going to miss Smith. And, and they're probably going to miss McGovern as well because he's out. Mm. They're going to miss those two because they're great footballers. And yes, they've got blokes to replace them. So they've got, obviously, Seedsman and McKay will probably play the Smith role. And Otten will come in and play the McGovern role. But you're still getting. But it. it's not like for like, yeah. No, it's Yeah,
0: They're missing some class there. Yeah. But then again, I don't really see. I don't see Geelong having enough enough weapons up front to, to make that a big issue anyway.
1: No. like, Even last week, they still kick All the dominance, they still didn't even kick a 100 points. No. And yeah, they've been one of the highest scoring teams this year. But the, I think we spoke. Oh, I've sent you a message about it last week. I think the last. Um, you know especially the last eight to 10 weeks, you take them away from Skilled Stadium. Yeah, and, and they their stats fall the apart. Yeah. yeah. So, obviously they don't play at Skilled Stadium they're playing Adelaide and they didn't score much last time at Adelaide. Uh, you take out Tomahawk, you, you know, men's will get you two or three. You know, who else is going to kick their goals? So, they rely on, on Dangerfield to kick their goals and I'm just...
0: Well, they relying on you? everything, really. Yeah,
1: well, him and Selwood. Selwood looked a lot better running around on, on Saturday night, so maybe, or Friday night, sorry, so maybe he's... On the mend. On the mend, but, you know, you can't tell. All it takes is for one bad roll. I'm mm. sure he's straight the shit out, like, strapped the shit out of his ankle yeah. and he's got the injections as well. But yeah, for me, I, the, the, the player I think has the m- biggest impact on this game is, is Big Sauce. Big Sauce? Big Sauce. Well, if, if you're a ruckman as good as Jacobs, like, you know, you're probably the top ruckman apart from Ryder in the league at the yeah. moment and you look at Geelong's Rucklin, and you see Smith and maybe Stanley, mm. I'd be sitting at home chuckling to myself. <laughs> like, you would too. That's just your attitude,
0: though. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> seriously, like, he's yeah. got them
1: covered by miles. And he should be given his, his, his midfield first use and using his athletic ability, getting around the ground, trying to get forward, just being a pain in the ass and setting them up. And, if, and obviously you had the uh, unfortunate... Thing happened to his brother the other week, and he played a really good game against JWS. If I was Pikey, I'd be walking up to him, mate. You need to just tear this one up tonight, and he should tear it up. And the other player for Adelaide that I, I want to see, in my opinion, for a guy who's of his ability and he's captain of the club and his big stature in Adelaide, and he can mm, tear a game apart. Definitely agree here. But doesn't I don't, I've never seen him doing a final. No,
0: I or, don't. I I think Tex goes missing.
1: Yeah, so Tex needs to walk out there in that first quarter. And just grabbed the game by the scruff of his neck and and put Adelaide the rest of Adelaide's teammates on his massive shoulders because they're fucking huge and say come on boys, yeah. take it with me. Let's fucking smash these blokes. Yeah. But the Crows have lost the last five prelims as well.
0: They have. They've got
1: um, yeah. They've got a bit of a, a bit of a hurdle to overcome here. So, and you know Geelong have obviously haven't played a final or a prelim outside the MCG in how many years it was. Um, yeah, and the only thing it worries about the Crows is they've also had their injury concerns with um, Smith and McGovern, but so Sloan's been out for a few weeks now, so hasn't played footy for three or four weeks. Walker only, only played once in the last five weeks. So you know, there's a few blokes haven't played a lot of footy, and we spoke about it earlier because we wanted to double-check ourselves. The teams that had the bye went from the bye round, won the first week of the finals, both teams lost the prelim last year.
0: But that's a very small sample size. It is, it is, but... You know, it's the sample size that we have, so... It is.
1: But uh, for me, Adelaide at home, their scoring power, uh, I just think that they just still get the job done and win. And look, I'll just tip Adelaide, as a bet, for a betting point of view, I think 170 would probably go under, because it's a final and the pressure and everything like that. So I'll take that in the unders. Adelaide at 7.5 is too much for me at a line. Um maybe one to thirty nine, maybe not the way to play it, but yeah, I'll just be sitting back and watching this game and hoping for a crack or will be a cracker.
0: But um, yeah, yeah, even from like the uh, the pure betting stats. So it re- there are huge angles here for Geelong. If you if if you're a pure value better, so if you if you've done enough throughout the year that you all you're all you're mad about it is getting the angle and getting the payoff, then you you could be. Forgiven for going and hard on Geelong here, so they've covered nine of their last eleven as an underdog, and the line's pretty big here, so you can definitely get you around two bucks for them there. Uh, they've covered their last three interstate games after conceding seventy or fewer points, so when they're when they're good defensively, they back it up and they take it away. Um, so there's there's angles there for Geelong, and obviously the one Geelong's won the last five five of their last six against Adelaide. But obviously the Crows broke that streak winning the last one. So some stuff there. But if you take take away those, I suppose, kind of gimmicky stats, you just go for points for and against. Adelaide averaged 108.7, concede 79. Geelong averaged 94 and concede 81. So at the end of the day, Adelaide is the better team. And more often than not, in finals footy, it just comes down to who is the better team for that year. Like especially in a prelim you don't, get that, you don't get too many real upsets in prelims because the, you get that home advantage. That more, it's more of a home and away type feel of game. It's not, not the grand final where you see some proper boil overs and you see some proper upsets like we did last year. Um, however, my one uh, caveat is that if Geelong are up at halftime, they, don't they lose, win. They, don't lose the they win. So Adelaide, halftime lead, they win 88, 88% of the time, but they also choke 17% of the time. Whereas Geelong, if they lead at halftime, they, uh, they've only won or drawn this year. They've never lost after leading, leading at halftime this year. Yeah. So if you're into your live betting, whatever, and Geelong look like leading at halftime, go hard. For mine, I reckon Adelaide cover. I reckon they're, they're properly good. I reckon Geelong come off a soft win. And as much as I back for a team that was renowned for drinking their own bathwater, no one drinks their own bathwater more than Geelong. And I do. I, I could see them getting blown out early. Big text performance, big Sloan performance. Uh, and Adelaide, if they win this, convincingly should romp it in the week after. To do, the do
1: you believe in the come down after... Obviously, Geelong got smashed against Richmond. And obviously, in, during, during the week, the, the, all reports are Scott just went hard, just tore shreds off each player. They had a big look at each other, where they actually stand, blah, blah, blah. And they come out and obviously deliver it on Saturday. Do you, do you really reckon there's a drop off after that? I
0: think, I think, like, yeah, it's hard. As we say with like Sydney, it's hard to maintain that that red line football. And there's a lot of red line emotion there as well. If like yeah. if your if your coach is not only just torn strange off you like in that cliche way, but actually actually sat these blokes down and like stripped them back and been like, no, nah, nah, you need to you need to check yourself. You can't. You can It's hard to do that bottom out, then top off like a huge performance, get all that validation, and then." Go oh now I, where do I go and it's kind of it's hard to hard yeah. to maintain that um, emotionally and a lot of these finals it is just who handles the, who handles the situation better let alone I mean, who's a better team so. your yeah,
1: coach Hardwick Richmond's coach Hardwick he uh, remember him saying one night on the SEN fire nights when I'd speak to their coaches they asked me about emotional outpouring or using that sort of emotional um, coaching method on on his team he goes I reckon you could probably get away with it maybe once a year. Mm. So maybe John used it last week. If they haven't used it already this year, yeah. And maybe that could have a big because he, he said that there's a big drop off after the week after because you got it more emotionally rolled up. Yeah. They did what you wanted.
0: And, and then it's like, then, then it's like, oh, it's a big job come done. Down. Yeah, it's job come done. Down, yeah. yeah, so yeah. So for mine, are we playing <coughs> Adelaide to cover? Uh, go to the cover late. Because I reckon it's it's at three goals at the moment, and I reckon by the time kickoff on Friday, that might be down to two. Yeah. And two will be two will be good. So, uh, with the, And stay away from the line for mine. I think 170 is about right. They average 180 against each other, and they average 180 at that Adelaide Oval, but take two goals off for uh, the funnels factor, and you, you're pretty much bang on. And then, apparently, according to the numbers of tickets sold, this game sold out in 15 minutes. So whose home game is it this time? Uh... Tigers' home game. So it was at Tigers' home game last time. Because
1: So if, from memory, like, it was meant to be Geelong's home game. It yeah, was, yeah. Yeah, at the MCG. Yeah. But, but Geelong
0: was... just didn't... It's too far for them to drive down the highway, apparently. Uh, I, I, I wasn't happy about
1: that. Because I reckon, uh, seriously, Geelong Geelong should have played their game at, at
0: skill. Sorry. Because they would have been That would will fucking wicked. I'll jump straight into the hot takes. <laughs> so... 14,000 fans at the home funnel for GWS versus <clears throat> arguably 97, 97 plus, depending on corporates uh, for Richmond. Does the Tiger Army have an influence on the result? Yes.
1: They, they even, it must, because they played at training today, at training at GWS training today. They played loud noises at training. Just, so they're just, always just, thinking about oh,
0: it. Oh, that's that's bad news for them. See, if
1: I, if I was like on Cameron, even though, when the media was asking about it last week, I would have just, what are you talking about? The boys going out there and play footy. Yeah. Don't even put extra thoughts in their head. It's hard enough to get a play another preliminary final.
0: Now this right. is now this is their first preliminary final away from home. Yeah. And do you know what their record is at the G? Yeah. Lifetime got, record? Oh it'd be shit ass. One win from yeah. eleven games. Yeah, and I told you
1: before the finals even started, I gave you two stats about teams who've lost the preliminary final of the year before, going into it next year. They don't make the granny massive massive all the stats say they don't make it and about the team who's the highest scoring team two years in a row the second year they always they all the first year but one of those two years of the highest yeah. they always make the granny so Adelaide always make the granny they'll make the granny
0: and JOS won't and,
1: and unfortunately Richmond Adelaide final grand final and uh, there'll be a big flood at Brunton was it, was it Brunton Avenue yeah
0: and at Punt Road
1: uh, It'd, be 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 It'd be I'm, absolutely uh, going insane. Absolutely insane. with all
0: the Richmond supporters crying. So they lose. Uh, we already mentioned it was one of my hot takes. But we already mentioned before Stevie J playing is a huge win for Richmond. Oh yeah, that's not a hot take. That's just fact. Uh, and then a little bit we mentioned before as well. My hot take: it was skill or will, what wins funnels football? Does DOS have the blue collar ethic to run with Richmond?
1: No, that's my biggest concern. So. I remember watching them play when you played Richmond. or oh, sorry, GWS played Richmond at the MCG. Yeah. It was the first quarter. You know, there was a bit of bit of pressure on and stuff. And, but GWS played really well at first quarter, and I was sitting here watching the game going, well, they're home. Yeah. And I, but the, what cost them was they had a few scoring shots, but some undisciplined stuff by Stevie J. I think... Toby been, Green as well. Yeah, Toby Green. Yeah, there was a few stupid free kicks given away, which allowed you to ease the pressure off a bit. And then you kicked the goal from... Toby Green, I think Toby Green had a shot for goal and gave it away, or maybe Ben Loeb. And then Toby Green gave it away when he, he got the couple of weeks. And then you went down the other end and scored a goal. And then it was like a big momentum change. Yeah. And then the rain came, and then they tried to keep playing, you know...
0: Their, their, top, their class A football and whatever. But it doesn't yeah.
1: work. And then they got opened up, knew I smashed them. And watching them play against West Coast, I was just like, well, you're about to go from this, where
0: you can just do whatever you want
1: to next week you'll get the footy and you'll have two blokes tackle you
0: yeah and well you won't you'll have seven it's to be wet as well if it rains job done like um, it's all over I it's meant to be one to six mil or something on Saturday because
1: a bit of rain wouldn't help the old Brighton boys I reckon I reckon it will help them out a bit the reserves mainly the seniors should get the job done no matter the conditions but um yeah I think yeah if it rains then Richmond home but there's something about it that I'm still second guessing because I just feel like you could go too far the other way, Richmond, because they're so pumped up and so amped up about this pressure, pressure, pressure. If you do assert so what you just say, so. Yeah, yeah, you swamp the ball. Yeah you, gets, like, yeah, you get sucked in. And, but if you don't win the footy, even if you do win the footy and you, you get it out of the contest, you turn it over because you haven't got enough. Like, all the, obviously, GWS's players won't be at the contest. Yeah. They'll be set up behind the ball or set up in a way that if they do win the footy, they can just spread.
0: Well, especially when they got the likes of Wilson, so do, I think he's probably one of the un, most underrated Giants players. out.
1: Haynes as well. Haynes a gun.
0: Yeah, but Wilson and his kicking is the one thing that probably could rip rip the Tigers apart. Yeah, and you, he has that ability. If the Tigers get caught in the sinkhole and get and you get that, that quicksand tackling kind of uh, obsession, yeah, all it takes is one. Especially if he can change, just change the channels. Cut lines and just kick a 45 out yeah. over the top of a, over the top of a hard press yeah. and go against go against the flow of the Tigers like to push teams out wide. If you can get kick out over the top of that wall and against the flow, it's really hard, really hard to defend.
1: So Joey West is the best contested and or one of the best contested, but the best clearance team in the comp. So that, that that could play in their favour. Obviously, they get pressured, but the thing that they've got up their sleeve, which will help them out. I mean, I I know it's only Loeb and um, and Patton, but both those blokes are able to take a really good contested mark. Yep. And that's what opens these games up. So if there's a, like a quick kick down the line, all it takes for lower or to take a contested mark and they're away. And, and then they can score from that. They've got to make sure they score from those opportunities. I don't think it'll be a high scoring game. It'll be a real slog because you guys don't, won't be able to keep
0: up with them if they start scoring. Not at all. You, and this, that will be the intent. You'll see like Richmond won't, Richmond won't change anything and they and they don't need to because it clearly works and it, and if you're going to use like a Mick Mulhassanism, it's it's quality finals football. It's very synonymous to what the, the Bulldogs did last year, but arguably it's free man Yeah, it's free man. See, it's free like walk. And it will get you. It will get you to the granny. It, it might not win it, but it'll get you to the granny. <coughs> well, history says it won't win you it. History says history says a lot of things though. Um, but the problem is though, it is is that factor. So Richmond might need six or seven entries to get to get a score. The Giants might just need one, yeah. and if that's if that's your margin for error, you can't you can't afford the the better Giants players to have a, have a decent game because it will it will cost them a spot in I, the granny. I
1: think also there'll be a few changes still in the west side. They won't play. Surely they don't play their three key backs. I don't small. Like who they play on? Does that mean Griffin gets back in? Griffin's fit.
0: I don't think so. I think Griffin's. I, I don't think Griffin is in Leon Cameron's. Me too. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Because I've seen, like, they've only got four players out now, and then it's their seasonal injuries. So everyone else in their list is now available. So obviously, like, they're going to play a bit smaller. And I, yeah, I'd have, I'd have Smith in for sure. Hopefully, Devin Smith's fit. Even though he's probably already left the club mentally, he's still the type of boat that can win you a game. Um, but yeah, at the, at the way I look at it is if Richmond play like they did against Shillong, I just don't think JWS can cope with that. No. Nah. Because they've never had to cope with it before. Especially with 97,000 morons screaming at you. Um, and I say morons because you are morons. Oh, and we will be.
0: As a greater, omnipotent entity, yeah. it's going to be pretty hard.
1: Yeah, it's going to be feral. I'm glad I'll, I'll be at the footy club on Saturday night watching. Hopefully after we've won two flags. And, um, yeah, I'll just see Richard winning and. I think the the overs-unders was like 160-something.
0: Yeah, I'm going Um, hard-unders. Yeah, hard-unders. Hard-unders. So, Tigers, they're averaging 75 against this year, um, but they've kept opponents to 65 or fewer in their last five of seven. So, like, this could be a 120 total game. This could be a 60 to 50 type thing.
1: That was my other thing was, so you can bet on your scoring bracket, and I'm pretty sure it's, uh, it might be 50 to 69. I'll be taking that for both teams because I reckon, yeah, that'll be a good bet. And it'll be around about three, four, dollars mark, but it'll be a good bet. And yeah, I, I just can't say. It hurts me. But this is, this will be, is, this, is this six weeks straight now? Yeah. Shit.
0: But you've made so much money off of that.
1: Yeah, well, Richmond again, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and same for mine. So I'm going. My play actions, uh, Richmond to cover. They're currently at uh, nine and a half uh, handicap, and I reckon, I reckon there'll be there'll be some blokes like us and some shearers too, being like, no, nah, no, nah, get on the get on the Giants, and that that line might actually decrease to their goal. So maybe wait a bit later. But if it ever if it ever starts to uh, broaden out, be aware of the uh, Richmond nuffies. And get on it, but yeah, about nine and a half is pretty decent. I reckon Richmond win this by two goals, and definitely under uh, 160, well under, and that gets you 375. So that's our footy forecast. Depending on who you back for, well, very bright one, but uh, Adelaide Richmond would be deserving grand final participants in our books.